There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. It's 7.30 a.m. here in West Hampton Dunes, Long Island. Um, not too far from the latest Trump protest, or sorry, protest against the lockdown that Trump retweeted three times, um, where uh, a member of the local news media was being uh, shouted at quite quite aggressively. Uh, it's just very interesting. I, I turned on the, the local News 12 News, which is just the most innocuous local news channel you could possibly imagine um this poor guy was getting like some serious abuse anyway that's not what this episode is about we got a great episode coming up with um louise kiley who was the casting director for normal people and for some reason being human nearly came out of my mouth there i don't know why uh and um, I, we don't really talk, well, we talk quite a bit about casting normal people. I, I, I don't really, I try not to talk about the series too much only because I've talked about it here and I've talked about it on the shift. I, I really was just more thinking about the process of casting in general, just a general interesting thing about how that all works. I thought the listeners might be interested in that too. Also, just talking about, uh, you know, being part of something that becomes such a hit, uh, particularly in the Irish context of, you know, there ends up being almost like a sort of a sense of national pride around a series doing so well and feeling so Irish. Um, So I just talk a bit about that, about the pressures of that, the satisfaction of that, um, how much credit a casting director takes for the decisions, how collaborative those decisions are with the director and the producers, um, and then I just talk a little bit about the process in general of finding people. Was there ever any disappointments with somebody who you thought was going to be great, didn't really deliver, or the opposite, somebody that was just way better than you could have imagined? And uh, it's really just a look into what is an interesting uh, an interesting career. I was in college with Louise, so uh, that's, why I, that's why I asked her. And uh, Normal People is very much a sort of the series of, of our time. It's kind of like the Irish Lockdown series. The Irish Tiger King, which is probably a strange comparison, but it, it, it definitely seems to have become the, the, the thing that really broke out in Ireland in the lockdown. So uh, I just talked to her about that. And um, I'll be back after a chat with Louise uh, to just talk for a few minutes about life in general so enjoy this chat with louise and i'll be back after the app how are you doing oh yeah i'm fine you know i'm in uh i'm in i'm in splendid quarantine you know it's just me me and my my temporary dogs it's kind of like my love life and uh it's been going fine (laughs) nice 
Well, I'm in my house. Yes, the same thing. I work from home a lot anyway, but uh, but yeah, yeah, it's a bit like what day is it today? You know that way. So, I mean, just to jump into it because it's kind of relevant. It must be, it must be nice timing that normal people, which you were the casting director for, has been such a huge success and such a such a part of people's actual like isolation experience. So it must be kind of taking away a bit of the pain of being stuck in the house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, it's, it's a really amazing result. Um, the feedback has been unbelievable. And I'm not sure that anybody kind of, you know, expected it to be as, you know, as exciting as it has been. Um, it does feel like, universally, we've kind of all sort of fallen in love with them. And, and that's really very special because um because it's it's a beautiful book and it's a beautiful script and they've done a lovely job on it so the fact that it, you know people have embraced them and kind of gone on this journey with them together is really exciting and also I love the fact that it came from Ireland and it's an Irish story yeah i mean i was going to i have a load of questions in relation to that but it's all related to pride how much is a casting director allowed to how much credit are they allowed to take in their own heads for casting decisions and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. It's a collaborative thing. You know, uh, I'm not the one who made Paul great. I'm not the one who made Daisy great. Like, you know, we bring people in. We um, have an idea that somebody could be great. We introduce them to the director and the producers. And, of course, it's the director and the producers who... Um, sort of take them on this like adventure together and hold them gently and sort of allow them to be brave enough. So, I mean, you're absolutely right. People, there's a thing which exists. Oh, oh, this casting director discovered this person. I don't think I discovered anybody. I think we were just lucky that they were there at the time and they were available and we were lucky that we decided to put them in a room together. And then let like, I feel really strongly that actually they, you know, in this sort of, like in the kind of like womb, I suppose, that is the producers and the cinematographer and the costume designers and the beautiful work from Lenny and Hetty, the two directors. Mm. Then, of course, they're safe enough to um, to excel, you know, and their talent, obviously. But, but let me just take a step back because I'm just going to use normal people as an example because I'm just kind of curious as to the process myself, particularly when you become so familiar with like a group of people as it is with this series. Uh were you like is somebody like Paul Meskel say who's like somewhat unknown like theater actor that has really had like a breakout performance in this were you the one that brought uh, the attention him to the attention of the directors and the producers or was that like somebody who was in a list of people that everybody was sort of throwing around um that's a good question actually um i mean he was on our because as you say, he was a theatre actor, you know, and he'd done two plays. He was on our first day of auditions in Dublin. So he was, you know, one of the first people we saw for Connell. But at the same time, he was on stage in a play called Asking For It, which was on in the gay see it was oh he yeah, was he was he was in asking for i didn't realize that i feel like i feel like yeah. that's a linear there's a like a that's like a connector almost you know yeah 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 uh, uh and he um uh and was amazing in it obviously and i'm and i know that lenny went to see it and i think emma one of the producers went to see it maybe Catherine did as well but um 
But yeah, that's a good question, actually. Uh, but yeah, but he was, but, but he was, he was on the radar, though. Certainly, he's not. He wasn't. He, he wasn't completely out of nowhere, right? Yeah, no, no, no. It like he had trained in the Lear. You know, he was definitely somebody. He played Gats. He played Gats and Gatsby. Like he was somebody who you know we knew was great. You know, I had met them in there last year, and and it was no surprise that he was great because everybody seen him in plays. Okay, so then next question then is, we'll just stay on him for a sec. Did he surprise you with how good he was? Because, I mean, I thought he was exceptional, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because the first audition, he did a terrific job. He came in, he was great. We presented the tapes, everybody loved them. And we were like kind of slightly jumping up and down a little bit. And then, of course, you bring a director and producers into the room with, you know, the excitement that exists that we're hopeful he's going to be great. And then this young gentleman comes in and kind of blows everybody out of the water. Like he was so, he had such interesting questions. He was so invested in the character. He knew the book so well. You just kind of go, wow, his sort of emotional intelligence was like really very impressive. And and there was a connection there between himself and Lenny. And, and yeah, he, he absolutely Totally. He's a clever man. And then in the case of, uh, was it Daisy Edgar Jones? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in the case of her, uh, did she, did she audition immediately with an Irish accent? Cause her, her accent is impeccable. Yeah, she did. She auditioned with an Irish accent. She self taped. Um, they all did because, you know, we had to hear, um, and, it was really great. It you know because if it hurts my ears, then I'm and I watch a lot of tapes sitting in my house, and you know you kind of listen to the first few lines, and if you hear kind of a buzzing in your head, you're like, ah, no, I can't listen to that. Whereas if it's like seventy five percent there, and if it kind of you can hear that it's going to be okay, then you sort of allow it to play. Um, and her accent was really good. And then we had a dialect coach in at the recall session and she worked with him for an hour before. And then they came downstairs and obviously we took his feedback afterwards and uh, he said she was going to be great. So her mom is from Northern Ireland, which, you know, I know it's a very different accent really, but she, and I, I believe her dad is Scottish. So look, there's a bit of Celt in there somewhere. And yeah, she, had, she, had some, she had some sort of an ear for the Celtic lilt. Rogue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Now, in terms of how uh, how early do you have to have those discussions about, just so you know, this is going to be very sexual and there's going to be a lot of you revealed? Or, or, by the way, are you involved in that at all? Absolutely. I'm very involved in that. Um, so... Look, if you read the book, it's there. And then you talk to the director and the director and the producers want to um, do credit, give the book as much credit as, as they can. And, you know, and if, if, if they were veering away from those intimate moments and that sexuality and that nudity, then it would be slightly kind of apologizing for those scenes. You know what I mean? So, so the, way we, the way we did that was we were just really open and honest about it with the agents and with the young artists and actors in advance of them coming in. So we were very clear about the fact that there would be scenes of intimate nature, full frontal nudity um, in this TV series. And if that wasn't for an actor, then that's absolutely fine. And if an actor sort of fell away along the process once they had a real think about it, then that was absolutely fine. And what they did was 
they obviously closed the set. Um, the actors were looked after really well. There was an intimacy coordinator called Ito O'Brien. And um, so, you know, everything was handled really respectfully and safely, but it had to be said from the outset. It had to be, you know, and then obviously my negotiations with the agents had to include like all of those words, you know. Right. So, you, so, so the agents get involved in that too, in terms of everybody's on the same page. At what stage does, uh, is it Ida O'Brien? Cause I've heard a lot, I've heard a lot about her in terms of the intimacy coaching. Cause people have been so impressed with the, with the, how the sex scenes were done. D- does she actually get involved in that too? Is she talking to the agents before you guys even book the actors? No, no, no. She, no, I do all the agent stuff. She, um, Will I suppose she was probably involved with the producers and the director, but she comes in once the actors are cast. All oh, right, yeah. So okay, so yeah. So she wasn't trying to. She wasn't helping you put people's mind at ease or anything. Although, from my understanding, from the the, the quick bit of reading that I've done, everybody was pretty on board pretty quick with that. I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It like I, I suppose the way we kind of went into it because we were very careful about what we said. We were very open about it, and then they were very careful about how you know everything was approached um yeah there was just no issues to be honest um and you know obviously the question has to be asked are you comfortable with this do you know what this is going to be and the response across the board for people who you know got involved was well I've read the book you know what I mean so the source material was so special and so unique and beautiful that you know it it, it had to be respected I suppose yeah um and I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter. But did it did it feel like there was more pressure on one or the other, or they both equally took it on? I mean, he's put under no. tradition. He's put under more 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 pressure than traditional male actors. You know, he's he's getting the full frontals, which I felt like. I mean, it didn't distract me, but I did. I did enter my head like, oh, this is a statement. This is a modern sex scene. Everything's showing. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, I think there's some from her as well, at Full Frontal. So, um, no, it was completely... But what I, like yeah, sorry, yeah. I mean, I, of course, but I, what I mean is women have been subjected to that. And there's always, for some reason, there always seems to be this suggestion that if you see a penis, then it's, it's, it's more, you know? Like, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, it's a greater sex scene, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I think um, it was, that, that was, I mean, obviously that's kind of, separate to my stuff but I think the idea was that if there's going to be nudity it's going to be addressed on a very sort of gender balanced way so um so we don't have that we don't have uh, you know more nudity like from the one person than the other it has to be equal okay so let me ask you some general casting questions because just little curiosities of mine for like lesser roles not just on normal people just on stuff in general uh are there any roles that casting directors just cast irrespective of the director or does it always have to go through the director? In other words, like policeman number one says, hey, you, you know, like, can you, do you just cast that or always goes through the director? No, it'll always go through the director. Um, and sometimes in television, um, if the director will watch or will, you know, say, for example, and it's so rare, but, you know, if they're too busy or, you know, it's, we're very far down the line, and um, it still has to be approved by producers and or studio. So everything is um, goes through a process. Have you ever like really fought for somebody and the director just doesn't go for it? Um, I mean, there's no that I've kind of. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There, there's nobody that I kind of go, oh, I fought so hard for that person and they didn't, they didn't get there. There's nothing that I can think about, you know, in that way. Sometimes, you know, you might find yourself sort of, uh, saying, well, there's this person as well, and I re- feel really strongly about this person, and the reason I do is because of this. And generally, you know, if I'm working with the director, they hear me, and you know, we bring them in on a kind of an equal playing ground. But um, but there's a very, it's very rare that the sort of decision is not unanimous. Generally, by the end of the process, everybody sort of is really happy with the decisions. And, and sometimes availability gets involved too, right? Like sometimes somebody helps you make that decision, they're not available or suddenly become available, right? Yeah, yeah. The whole, I mean, that is just a whole another minefield. Like, you know, availabilities and schedules and puzzles and, you know, um, as you know, gigs and travel and where you live. And, you know, so there's all that stuff, which is, you know, people don't know, but we're constantly scheduling in the background and working all that stuff out logistically for sure. Yeah. And then obviously, yeah. So sometimes, you know, we might have a television series in Ireland and, you know, an American television series offers them a role around the same time and then they go there and we that happens, you know. And in a situation where like normal people, you get people that are just absolutely raving about the performances and the decisions. Uh, do, like, do, do you actually get more pride? Like, like would, would normal people have been one of the the big successes? I know it's very fresh, but... I, I mean, it's certainly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, obviously it's. Because it's, it's not just that the series is great, but people really are raving about those performances, you know, so there's got to be an element. <laughs> there's got to be an element of satisfaction with that. Yeah, no, totally. Um, there is, there's, you know, there's pride, there's, um, I'm delighted. I mean, I think, I think we all are, you know, to be honest, Um yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 great. Yeah, I mean, I mean I like I, been, I could have been one of those teachers, you know. I could have been one of those teachers. I didn't get a call. <laughs> it's it's a it's a sad uh, it's a sad state of affairs. You're watching normal people, and you're going like, Jesus Christ, there's so few people I could be in this thing. <laughs> it's like a, a series about people in their twenties. Like I couldn't even be anybody in this fucking thing except for like an annoyed teacher at uh, Marianne's quips, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 totally um yeah it's funny I've had um and it is that thing of like getting old do you know what I mean like I you know I've had a few questions in the last few days um about you know how important is it for a young actor to have Instagram followers and how important is it to have mm. Twitter followers and 
Um, and I mean, my my instinct in response to that is like, it's absolute nonsense because like I'm 42. Um, and also, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, as in sometimes an assistant will kind of go, that person's amazing because they're so funny on Twitter and they've got some, uh, like 40 million followers. And you kind of go, well, I would never have any access to that information. And it means nothing, you know, whereas well, maybe I if think, I was 25. I mean, I, I think it's actually, oh yeah, sorry, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say, well, maybe if I was 25, you know, and an actor who could kind of, you know, get out and set in that way, then maybe I would know that. But Yeah, but I do I do think in terms of being a comedian or being a television personality that those things matter. But I actually think in, in for what you're looking for, it's completely irrelevant, you know? And I, I mean, I actually find that a lot of actors don't, really, well, a lot of them don't really bother, you know? And, and, and I think some of them do it more as a way to engage with the fans after they get successful. I mean, Killian cannot stand it, you know, it's completely against it. But I also, I, 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 I see, I don't think a lot of the breakout stars that I, I've noticed in the last 10 years are people that, that broke out because of their Instagram following. In terms of uh, film acting, I think it's more in terms of, you know, TV personnel, like Lily Singh, you know, Lily Singh's great, but that's like, you know, comic acting. I feel like it only works in that world, you know? Yeah, 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 totally. Um, and I think that the misconception lies with the young person who has 500 followers and they're looking at their mate who is a young person and who has 20,000 followers and believing that the person with more followers has more chance in the room with me or with, you know, any of the bigger casting directors in the UK. And that's absolute nonsense, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Do you, would this be a big break for you now in terms of the fact that it's doing so well on Hulu? I mean, it's getting great reviews in, in the American press. Yeah. Um, somebody asked me that earlier and the short answer is I don't know I mean I work in Ireland is and um, you know I collaborate with a lot of casting directors in the, around the world when when you know when a job comes up um, I don't know I don't know if somebody's going to say well there's a casting director in Ireland who works with normal people we'd like her to cast our American project in its entirety because you know that would mean yeah, going plus you don't have those relationships it doesn't make sense. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, so I suppose the way I kind of like to look at it is that it's a project which I've worked on, which is really well regarded, that I enjoyed working on immensely. And that's enough. Do you know what I mean? What are the other... Do you work on Sing Street? Mm-hmm. What are the... A quick list of the, the, the big Irish projects that you've worked on, just out of curiosity. <laughs> um, well, you know, so- just two or three. You don't have to kill yourself. <laughs> I'll just get up by IMDb. Um, so yeah, we did Sing Street. We did um, uh, A Day from Mad Mary. We did Handsome Devil. Uh, we did um, all of Red Rock, obviously. Um, we did a TV series which is on at the moment called Blood. Um, I'm definitely forgetting ones that I'm going to. No, but that, that, that that's a good list. I mean, you've done a lot of the big, a lot of the big Irish ones. You know, was it was it like um, obviously Sing Street was a was a big hit. How's that kid doing? Ferdia and Mark, they're both fine. Ferdia was in um, like a number of seasons of Vikings. He's like a total grown up now. So like when I met him, you know, he's kind of 14 or 15 and, and now he comes in as like, hi Lou, how are you doing? Nice to see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, and then Mark is also doing like brilliantly. He, um, he was in a TV series for YouTube called Wayne, which I actually thought was really funny and brilliant. Uh, they're flying. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And the young guys as well, the kind of band members and stuff, they're all great. And Percy, who um, was the guy on Keys, 
He is a, a rapper called Jafaris, and he has a really big music following. Um, now, I, I, obviously, I don't want you to name any names. These are just just fun questions, really. But has there ever been anybody who just killed it in an audition or their tape was incredible and their banter with you if they were in the room was incredible and then they just didn't produce as in they got cast and then they didn't yeah they got cast sorry and you were just you were disappointed personally i mean it's very very vague you don't have to you don't have to land yourself in it yeah yeah. no i couldn't hang anybody like that of course Um, yeah of course not no never no i'm just Um, curious i'm just curious do you feel uh, like, like, okay, I'll give you the, the, a very benevolent comparison, but you get excited about something you recommended to somebody and then they're not like wild about it. Like, have you ever had that sense of, Ooh, fuck, I really thought that guy was going to be better. That man. Um, was- you know, yeah, that's a good question. It, it tends to happen in the smaller parts on the kind of longer projects. Or something. Like there might be, there might be somebody who's got a small role in something which, you know, and, it just feels a little bit of a bum note to me when I'm watching it. Now I watch things like I'll watch it first. Like I binge on normal people, like obviously on the first day and I was, I sent a message to my agent going, it's like just checking my work. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> going through every person listening, watching, watching, watching. It was really intense. I think my brain just totally left the building by the end of it. But, uh, but once I do that, then I'm fine. And even if I do that and I kind of go, okay, that moment that person, that accent wasn't da, da, da. like it's all so tiny and minute, and and people watching it don't don't notice, and and it's you know like yeah, and it's so rare to be honest. And Actually, as, like, well, go ahead, sorry. Um, what often happens is that you might have one uh, kind of really strong idea going into something, and that person is a really good option for the role and would make you know a terrific uh would do a terrific job at it and then somebody else comes in and just goes and like takes it in a different direction you go oh that's really surprising but really great do you know what i mean um, and, and and do you feel do you feel that the decisions that actors make is a big part of it because like i i for example like i suck at auditions i hate them i very rarely do them but i'm terrible at them and when i talk to actors and they sort of tell me about these decisions that they made. I'm like, fucking hell, I would have never thought of that in a million years. Is that is that a big part of it, you think? Is that the thing that grabs you often? No. I mean, the thing I like, you know, if somebody makes a decision, if it's an extreme decision, sort of a sort of a largely violent take or, you know, something which is a bit alarming, that kind of doesn't work at all. And, um, you know, what you have to be able to do is just play the truth of it and and yes, it's interesting to find another way in, but it's not a competition around decisions. So mm, if you mm. take the obvious route in, you can be directed by a really good director to say, well, hang on, Des. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to think about it this way. And if you can do that and you guys can find a, a, a vibe, uh, you know, then that works, you know. Um, but yeah, decisions are fine. Obviously, you have to make some decision. It has to start I mean, do, do you sometimes just see somebody and just go, nah, like I, they're a good performer, but they're just not physically the right part. They're not the right thing. You know, it's much. It's not to do with physicality. It's to do with vibe. Like you know, um, when you think about Marion and Connell and you read the book, they they there is something. It's like imagination. It's like acting. It's like readings, literature, it's theater. You know, we all have an imagination. So you kind of can slightly feel the character, um, and 
if the if the person doesn't have the the, the, the right feeling for the character, if it doesn't feel right, then it's not right. You know. You read the book. Um, you read you read the book before you cast this, right? I read the book twice before I interviewed for the job. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like, and then I kind of read it again. And and actually, I was saying to somebody today, and um, I spoke to a lot of people who I'm really close to about what they're feeling like who Marianne is, who Connell is, what they sort of feel like. So that I kind of thought about that quite a lot. And and I because I watched a lot of people and and then I'd step away and you know, so yeah, there was a lot of work went into it. Because I know I haven't read it. And if if I read it now, I would never be able I would only be able to see them, which is fine by me. I mean I haven't read it, but I gotta think that she really nailed Marianne. Because it's it's hard, isn't it, to be that attractive while at the same time being believable that people would ostracize her. Not not that you think she deserves it, but that you think you could see how that might happen. But yet at the same time, she's so attractive and lovable that this guy, this kind of Jack the Lad, would completely mm-hmm. fall for her. That's a lot to encapsulate. It's a lot. So it's a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's... It's about finding the, it's weird. It's like she, like Daisy is the most beautiful girl in the room. You know what I mean? Of course she is, but she brings something which just brings all that other stuff into it, you know? So you're not looking at the most beautiful girl in the room and that's it. Do you know what I mean? You're looking at somebody who's kind of cool and interesting and a bit odd and eccentric and, you know, and she's, so she's just, it's, 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 it's an interesting feeling to be around or to watch her i think um i have to say that the my 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 least favorite people in it are these fucking trinity wankers uh especially the initial uh the initial trinity stuff now for me personally because i i i'll tell I'll, i'll tell the listeners in the in the intro but for me personally it brought me back to ucc uh even though we know each other from the drama society uh it it it, it did remind me of some of these kind of like arrogant college people. I'm curious to know, did, did those people bring you, well, you cast them, which is weird, but did they bring you, and that guy, the fucking boyfriend, he's such an asshole. Like, is he a nice guy in real life? Cause he was so fucking hateable. (laughs) Yeah. But like, they are all just really, really. (laughs) Cause I fucking hate that guy. Like I hated him so bad. Who made yeah. the de- do you happen to know who made the decision on having the shirt open or is that in the book? <laughs> that wasn't me. That's the costume designer. Yeah. Uh, hilarious. The the attention to detail is amazing with Jamie. I like and also the thing is Fionn is when you meet him, if you chat him, he is Oh, you're talking about of- Jamie. I was actually talking about I hated Jamie too, but he's obvious. I was talking about the first boy, you know, the Sebastian. Oh, yeah, fucking- yeah. He- what an actor though i love that character i love that character and i love that uh, i love the actor he's so funny and he's just somebody that you totally know and you know there's a line that he says to connell when he goes to the party and he's like hey i like your backpack it's real 90 do you know what i mean they're just so alienating uh brilliant uh he's just a brilliant actor sebastian yeah he nailed he yeah. nailed it because i hated him like i i just was like oh god this guy like i i also didn't what is he mature student i didn't understand 
was trying to figure out. I was like, "Is it?" He's like the king of the campus, you know. He's in first year. I, 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 I didn't get that part, but I, I, I hated him, which was good, you know. Like, and the open shirt was the was really the the nail in the coffin. Well, oh yeah. So basically, my question. This is a fun question. This is more about you personally. Uh, does that stuff bring you more back to like? UCC because I think a lot of people get a lot of reminiscence right from watching normal people does it bring you more back to UCC or does it bring you back to like moving to Dublin first and doing Gaty School of Acting oh that's a really good question no definitely UCC really yeah yeah college I think um no actually a bit of the gaiety as well because kind of there's like a Dublin there's like a Dublin Dublin confidence you know yeah, yeah. I think uh, that's a good point, actually. Like coming to moving to Dublin um, you know, finding your kind of your tribe who are your mad actors and um, sort of having your person who you love from somewhere else, you know, that stuff. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then kind of going, well, hey, this is Dublin. Yay. Do you know? Yeah. I mean, that is the, that's the joy of it. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you're sick of talking about it, but the joy of normal people is the way that it takes you back. I mean, I, I, I've done other podcasts and I get like, I get into it. I get critical. Like I get annoyed by decisions that they make and stuff, but like, that's also the joy of it, that it can be so frustrating. Cause at times it's so fucking frustrating, but, uh, but I do have to say it takes me back, it took me back to college. It took me back to my early relationships and 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 the mistakes that you make and all that so i was just i was just thinking about you and thinking you had to make all the decisions on these people you know (laughs) does it does it take away because i find i find this is the last thing i'll ask you because i know i'm keeping you for ages but uh I find that when I know people in a, in a, in a series, it takes a, a while for me to kind of separate myself from them. Do you, do you find that a lot? That sometimes the enjoyment of the project can be taken away, or do you just enjoy it in a different way? Uh, I think it's um, it's what I was saying earlier. It's like when you go to the cast and crew screening and you um, watch the film, and you know, and you kind of see the response around you, so you know that it's good. But like, I I would definitely watch it for the first time with my what my kind of casting hat on and then I will watch it um afterwards oftentimes you know if I see it on a link or you know if it's not in the casting crew screening then I'll just watch it twice and maybe put a little bit of space between it because once once I know that the work is good and the actors are good and it's all safe and lovely then I can actually just watch it and be told a story so would you still when you so when you watch normal people do you get taken back do you think about those early relationships does it still do all that for you yeah absolutely I mean for sure like you know when I read the book that's what happened right like, right right so you had that experience already in the yeah that's well that's great that you had that yeah yeah for sure I think everybody feels and um, that they know Conlon Marianne in some way do you know and they remember being them and uh finally I mean I don't know if you're allowed to speak on behalf of others but were the production delighted that there was all controversy on Liveline and all that stuff and were you delighted that all this stuff kicked off yeah. I mean, I don't know about the producers, but uh, but I think people, you know, found it a bit funny. Uh, you know, it's kind of gas. So yeah, fair place. <laughs> I know because it's funny. Like I, it didn't. The sex scenes were like not that they were irrelevant to me because they were an integral part of the series, but yeah. like it never. It, it it just was like whatever. You know, it's amazing that people can get so bent out of shape about that. You know. Yeah, totally. I mean, it is. It's kind of silly, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, like, we're all humans. We've all been in that situation. Um, and there's absolutely nothing. My mother called the my mother called the nudity Raphaelite yesterday, which I was like, <laughs> what? 
You're not wrong, Maureen. Yes. Fucking, she's, she's getting close to those Trinity wankers. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Well, that's that's great, Louise. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 thanks for letting me get a little insight into it because you know people are just so people are just so into it right now, and I got I got really I got really into it. Talked to a lot of people about it. I've already done essentially like two podcasts about it, but this I you know this I was just kind of a, a little bit curious about the casting process too. So I hope you well. I'll talk to you in like a a, a less interview like format soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's you know not on my couch of talking. Yeah. So uh, nice to catch up. Thank you so much. Oh, by the way, you, you're a casting director, so you've nothing to plug, right? You don't, there's, there's no, you have no, no need for people to go to your stuff, do you? No, it's fine. Yeah. Okay, great. Great. Thank you. All right. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. So thanks to Louise. Uh, very interesting. Um, I'm sitting here on the couch with Layla the foster dog and i'll be honest with you i'm I'm not in a great mood because she bit me on the hand yesterday i mean a pretty innocuous bite now but still you know this dog has just got some behavioral issues and i just don't know if i have the the skills the patience or to be honest the desire to get it out of her and i'll tell you why because she's just too unpredictable you know this is the third well it's the fourth incident of her displaying massive aggression, but it's the third that's like quite severe, you know? And it's certainly uh, the third incident where it makes you think that she's just never going to be, you're never going to feel 100% safe. Now, I'm not that concerned in that as I write, as I say this right now, she's lying right next to me and I'm petting her head and she's fine when she's fine. The problem is that you just can't. She's got so many triggers. You know, it's like, it's one thing if you know, like, oh yeah, just don't go near the dog when they're eating. Oh, you know, she's got barrier aggression. Um, you know, and it's another thing if you say like, dogs can be a little bit, you know, like express a little bit of aggression when they get startled. But what happened was somebody startled her yesterday. She went for them. Um, my brother actually had her on a leash. Um, and then, you know, like I gave it a minute. And then I was just sort of looking to check if she had calmed down. And as I approached her, she bloody, she bit my hand. Now, I had my hand and, you know, like I, I had everything in a safe place. So, you know, she didn't like, she didn't really break skin, just a tiny nick. But, uh, you know, it's just too, it's just too, it's just too much, you know. Uh, it's just too much. So I'm calling the shelter today to ask them what I should do. Um, I don't like I don't like bringing a dog back, but I just this dog has been returned numerous times, and I just I just don't think I have the skills. I would love to be able to, you know, work with this dog, but I just don't. I don't know how. I don't know how to figure out all the the various triggers that work this dog up. Like it's just one too many. Um. Which is a pity because I was—I really have to say I was—you know—I I was really growing to like her. She took a lot longer to settle down, and I'm sure that I probably made a mistake by, you know, having her. You know, we were at the beach yesterday, my my brother and and I, and you know maybe it was you know she seemed to be doing so well 
maybe it was just like we pushed it a bit too far. But at the same time, it's like if your dog is just just lying at your, you know, just like you're sitting on the beach and the dog is just lying there chilling, you know, you really don't think you're doing anything wrong, you know? And I mean, obviously, you know, it, 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 it was, it was not ideal, you know, she got startled, but like, if that's the level of like having to understand a dog, it's, it's difficult, you know? Um, and I don't mind. I actually could give a shit that she bit me. My concern is that you just never know when it's going to be the wrong, you know, it's, you just don't know. And you don't know when it's going to be way more severe, you know? So, so that has me in a little bit of a, a bad mood because I don't, I don't like giving up on this dog, but I just can't, I can't put people at risk, you know? I, I can't. Um, so that's that. Uh, I don't really have much other news other than maybe tomorrow we'll chat a bit about Obama and Trump going after each other. Cause actually I'm going to put up an app tomorrow too, because I interviewed Tony Cho comedian from China. Cause I just wanted to see how China was getting on. Now it was a tough chat cause the delay was immense. Um, I'll give it a little edit today to just kind of like pace it up. But, you know, the Zoom delay was was pretty large. Um, but it's still pretty interesting to hear sort of the Chinese, you know, what it was like in Beijing. And, um, you know, just I was conscious not to push things too far because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. And I, I don't think these Zoom calls are very uh, secure. And if you think you're being paranoid about surveillance in terms of Chinese people listening on your conversations, you just can never be too sure because they have literally millions of people that are charged with finding any dissent and Tony is in the you know he's in the media and I just would never want to put him at any risk so I uh, I don't get into any difficult questions about China and China's response so in case you're looking for an expose it won't be there however it is still interesting just to hear about everyday life in China and uh, so I'll put that up tomorrow along with some updates on the American media situation. Um, there'll be a new, uh, another episode with myself, Steve and Joanne next, this week, this week, I guess it's Sunday uh, coming up and um, whatever else we can, we can figure out. Um, I guess eventually we'll go back to one episode a week, but um I hope that you guys appreciate these 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 quick eps throughout the week. Um, it's certainly fun to do. It gets harder to do as the, pen, the the lockdown goes on only because very little life happens and very little media happens outside of the pandemic. And you do... Well, I don't get sick of talking about it, but I worry that you guys get sick of listening to it. And, you know, the it's just so hard to stay on top of what's good and bad information, you know? So... Um, there is that. So anyway, guys, uh, the usual leave reviews. Thank you so much. You guys have been very good with the reviews. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we've sort of, in general, we're sort of staying up there in, in the charts and the, you know, reasonable positions in the charts. And that helps, um, the subscriptions help also. And the Spotify screenshots that some people do is, is fantastic. Um, so thank you very much for that and the, the ratings that you guys do and the five stars on, on the Apple podcast. 
So I really appreciate that. Any messages you send are always really appreciated too. Um, so keep keep that up. And we'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow. So we'll chat tomorrow. Um, and until then, have a wonderful Sunday. Love you all. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.